to a new edition of the Youssef Shaheen podcast. We are on the 21st, and today we will be looking at a very early film of his uh, called uh, The Desert Devil, sometimes also called uh, The Devil of Desert. Um, or the, the Demon of the Desert, I've also seen the it. The Demon of the Desert. It's multiple, multiple titles. Uh, yeah. Um, what year was it? 54? Uh, 54. So it's not, not to be confused with, there's a 1960, 1964 film also called Devil of the Desert, which is, a, I think, a, 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 it's a peplum film, uh, sort of Ameri Italian-American, I think. So uh, okay. but this, is, this is not that film. <laughs> uh, we saw it in the worst version possible. <laughs> which we will link uh, uh, at the bottom of the blog post. Uh, it was a version that every so often electronic music would pop in and then you know the electronic music would fade and you'd hear the normal soundtrack again and then you'd hear football scores in Italian, right? Like, so, <laughs> it was a bit weird. I, I, so it had been, um, it was a TV broadcast that had clearly been recorded on VHS because you could see tracking lines at the beginning and then someone has ripped the VHS and uploaded it to various places. So, um, it, and it has English subtitles. This was, was the key thing. Yeah. So it, it was, it was, it was watchable. The picture quality was okay. Um, frustratingly, I mean, it, it like all, all the films have been restored. I mean, and, and the, I found a review of this having been shown a, the re restored version having been shown at a Czech film festival, um, a few years ago around the same time as the, possibly last year, actually, the, you know, the same time, the same year as the Bologna Festival. Um, so clearly, the, yeah, the, there's a restored version of this going around, but at the moment you can't see it. So this is a, a sneak preview of what you might see if you see the restored version. Do you have any idea whether uh, the restored version was longer than the version that we saw? Um, I don't. That's a good question, because it did feel... Uh, so. I'll, I'll send you a link to this actually it's a link to it on the the film site no i think it's the same length so this is from the Carlo vivari international film festival um last year um and it says it's 89 minutes okay. which I, I think was was the same length as the one we saw last night very unusual for an egyptian film of this period to be this short mm, mm. particularly well cairo station is shorter well okay you're, you're right um, yeah, but this is a spectacle and a musical mm. <laughs> and a love story <laughs> and, and, and yeah. you know, uh, 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 what do they call it? Swords and sandals, um, mm. Mm. all wrapped into one. Uh, anyway, what I meant to say initially is that in spite of all of these problems with the version that we saw, 
I loved it. <laughs> I thought it was brilliant. I mean, yeah, it, it was the it, it was frustrating not seeing a decent version of it. And I think this would look great on a big screen in the same way as I think Saladin would look great on a big screen for, for similar reasons. You know, all these desert battles and all these scenes where people are standing on rocky outposts looking down over over the desert and the swarms of extras in the desert. I mean, it's, it's really, really big scale stuff. Yeah, I mean, mm. um, it's a combination of Zorro and Robin Hood. And yeah. the film is clearly stealing from both of those films. Yeah. So, um, do you want to tell a story? Uh, it's yeah, it's it's Zorro and Robin Hood. <laughs> so there's, I mean, so basically the sheriff of Nottingham or whatever he is has been. Uh, so there's this evil Baron type guy who has been, you know, pillaging and stealing and attacking the women uh, and killing, and the the yeah the Omar Sharif's people rise up against him but most of them are killed so Omar Sharif then disappears into the desert and becomes this this masked masked figure wearing a very contemporary looking face mask over his yes. correctly wearing it over his nose and mouth which is quite amusing um, and he you know he has a, an affair with this gypsy girl and uh, who turns out to be the daughter of somebody and there's a, there are sword fights there's a jousting contest I mean it's, it's all the things you would get in a Zorro film or a Robin Hood film uh, it's huge fun. I, don't, I mean, I don't know whether, and it's a musical, yeah. um, I, of course. I don't know whether this is based on a, on a, you know, a, an Egyptian folk tale in the same way that Zorro and Robin Hood are folk tales. I, I, uh, I think it goes beyond that. It was clearly stolen from the film, right? I mean, yeah. you know, those scenes at the end with the trumpets blowing—that's directly <laughs> imagery, directly yeah. out of Robin Hood, right? And it's used repeatedly yeah. as a way of kind of creating rhythm, but also demarcating particular scenes, right? Yeah. And then, you know, the last scene uh, is exactly the scene, like the arrow scene, you know, from Robin Hood, right? But, yeah. but transposed. Yeah. Uh, so that's, you know, wh whether it's based on an Egyptian story or not, those sequences are directly lifted from the film. Mm. Uh, mm. Uh, and likewise... You know the 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 mask of Zorro, right? Where he always leaves his mark, yeah. and he wears the mask, and you know he's got a dual identity. That's all. Yeah, yeah. And and actually, the interesting yeah. thing of of this, of course, is that you know the mask of Zorro would have been very recent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, just a few years, like barely a decade before uh, uh, this film was made. So I think it's another example. Oh. Uh, well, and and also, also, Mask of Zorro would have been in cinemas when Shaheen was in the US. Yes, pretty much. So that forty-five, forty-six. Yeah. Um, so, so I think what we see here is how the how Shaheen started off as you know already being directly influenced by yeah. uh, Hollywood because you know the films. The film is also it reminded me of a western, right? So yeah. uh, all of the um, uh, 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 there's lots and lots of chase sequences, riding on horseback, you know, uh, galloping on horseback up and down cliffs, right? It's always mm. filmed on a diagonal, right? Like like yeah. like westerns are. It's always filmed beyond trees so that you see the movement, right? You know, as as um, the shot progresses, right? 
Uh, the musical numbers, again, you know, very glossy. There's like a crane shot a la Minnelli. Yeah, you know, I'd love that. I mean, that, that first musical number, when he's in the gypsy camp and they just sing this, this ridiculous song about being gypsies. And it's just, go. the lyrics are just like, we're gypsies, yeah. we're gypsies, gypsies, gypsies. And, and <laughs> it's, they're just dancing around saying, we're gypsies. It's just a, a brilliant number. Yes. <laughs> um, and it was hugely enjoyable, actually. I mean, I, mm. you know, I think... In many ways, not much can be said for the film, right? It is just like really glossy. I have to emphasize the glossiness. It yeah, looks yeah. smashing, right? You know, with a very, very attractive cast. Uh, you know, Omar Sharif is beautiful in it. You know, the two female leads whose names I do not know are extraordinarily yeah. beautiful in it as well. Sharif has a shirt off throughout the film. It's always been constantly ripped off. Right, <laughs> like at one point he disguises himself by just wearing a loincloth. Yeah. Like, very no, no, no plot reason. He just she just felt like I know having a my Sharif in a loincloth. <laughs> <laughs> yes, walk through the desert with as little clothing as possible. Yeah, and see how you survive. Um, but the, uh, the the glossiness of the image, I would love to see this on a big screen because you know it is beautifully shot. It's beautifully mm. filmed. It's really rich. It's got, you know, hundreds of extras. Um, unlike one of my main criticisms of uh, Shaheen is how badly or self-consciously he's filmed action until now. Mm. Uh, uh, or, or until what we've seen up till now. But actually, in this one, it was very satisfying. I mean, he obviously does sword mm. fights better than, like, punches, right? Or yeah, falls yeah. or you know, all other kinds of, of action. I mean, this was kind of, you know, very satisfying in a kind of a a, a, a kid's way. Yeah, it feels like, um, you know. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's it's basically, you know, very commercial entertainment, I, I assume. Uh, I mean, it's, it's a film that seems to have been dismissed by, certainly it seems to have been, very, I can find very little about it in English but, or, or French or whatever, but it seems to have been dismissed by Omar Sharif as not an interesting film. Um, seems to have been dismissed by Shaheen as well as not, not being really worthy of consideration. I, well, they're not, um, they're not wrong in the sense that, you know, it's a bit of derivative fluff, right? Yeah, but I think yeah. for our purposes, or certainly for my purposes, you know, which is just one of learning at the moment, you know, it's mm. very rare to see a film from a developing country that looks as rich, you know, and is as skillful and glossy, right, and, and, and kind of dazzling, right? Like, you know, it's got mm. stars and they look beautiful and they're, you know, beautiful surroundings and there are crane shots and, you know, uh, hundreds of extras and, and it's all filmed with flair and, and, and yeah, verve and yeah. know-how, right? You know, so, yeah. so I don't think there's anything deeper in it. No, but but it, but I think it, yeah. It, when you look at it in the context of the films, it's really interesting. I found a brief summary of it on the so the Karolivari uh, um, uh, film festival summary of it is 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 actually quite good. Uh, so it's a, a sword and sandal adventure set in an ancient tribal ancient tribal society about a Zorro like figure. Uh, Shaheen's first action, uh, featuring another early performance by Omar Sharif, was dismissed by Sharif 
and would mark the end of his brief collaboration with Shaheen, although that's not quite true because then, then Dark Water was released after this. Uh, today, this largely unseen film stands as a unique entry in Shaheen's canon and contains many of the hallmarks that will be reflect, refined in his subsequent work. Grand vistas, striking visuals, the combination of socio-political subtext with sensational entertainment and the celebration of the human body. Ah. So I, I think that, I think that's a really the yeah. celebration of Omar Sharif's body particularly. But I, I think I think that but also the women are wearing like, you know, kind of bikini type outfits yes. some of the time. Um, um, so, yeah, there are interesting uh, things to say about it in the sense, you know, I was very struck, for example, by um, Omar Sharif having to wear the mask uh, to survive, you know, mm. in a country or in a culture where it's predominantly women who are forced to wear their face covered, right? And what does yeah, it mean yeah. to have a man have his face covered? And that perhaps was a cultural thing that essentially um, that that was why it was all this kind of yeah the, 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 this iconography of you know the masked man if you say because because I mean the difference is you know comparing Zorro to to Sharif here you know Zorro obviously is wearing a mask covering his eyes uh, Sharif you can see his eyes but he's covering his his, mouth, his, yeah. his 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 mouth and nose which does lead to a problem because there's like long dialogue scenes where Sharif has got his mouth covered yeah. and um, you know it's quite hard to act when not, when you're doing not that not when you have eyes like he does <laughs> well, that's true <laughs> but it, yeah it's a bit like yeah the, the, like the criticism you see of the blues brothers that they've always got they're always wearing dark glasses and so you you, you know you you're, you're losing some expression there but but it's yeah it's it's a uh, it's not great art, but it's it's in say it's fascinating in the sense of his other work, but but um, it's it's hugely entertaining, I think. Yes, I was very struck by the visual beauty of of it. So yeah. there are things uh, that you pointed out that recur, you know. So how often uh, you see the outside from the inside? So mm. this has mm. very striking shots uh, filmed in caves. It has a whole sequence filmed in caves. And, yeah. you know, a lot of the chases and so on through the caves are filmed as exactly that, characters looking outside, right? So, mm. so the mm. outside is framed in these very, very spectacular ways, yeah, with the sun coming into this darkness, you know, and the ridges yeah. of the opening of the cave kind of forming a frame for the action that's taking place outside. Uh, it's, it's, it's very, very striking. Um, the, the narrative is framed by uh, love and betrayal, <laughs> right? Uh, and it's kind of handled a bit cavalierly, right? Like I couldn't help throughout the gypsy's lament to empathize with her. She'd risked her life for him. You know, he said he'd loved her, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, someone else comes along and she's toast. Yeah. <laughs> no, no wonder she, you know, she betrays and gets him killed. Mm. I mean, I would have done the same. I think there are kind of narrative um, developments in the mm. narrative that are given short shrift. Yeah, that aren't kind of, you know, yeah. given much yeah. attention. Yeah, and it did. It, it did feel. I mean, I think, I think your question about whether whether there's a longer version. Uh, the the work some quite abrupt. Seem to me some quite abrupt transitions going on, you know. So, you know, like Omar Sharif is, you know, wearing a animal skins in the desert, and then the next scene he's somewhere else doing something else, and it, 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 it does feel. I mean, it may, it may have been 
cut down at the time of release. I mean, you never obviously you never know watching this TV showing whether you're seeing the full version, but it, it does seem to be the running time is is the same running time. Well, but all we know is that we're know. seeing a bad version because aside, yeah, yeah. aside from the problems with the sound that I mentioned, uh, there's clearly also a problem with the copy, and I don't think it's intentional, right? Gypsy gets trampled on twice. Yeah, I don't know if you noticed. <laughs> I didn't notice okay, that. <laughs> she gets trampled on twice. Yeah. Uh, and um, it's exactly the same events, the same extras, the same movements. So mm. it's almost like, for some reason, a bit of the film is repeated later on in the film. And I, I wonder, is that okay. a mistake or was that an economy measure? Or Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's hard to tell. Yeah. Uh, um, so, 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 so there are problems. And... And actually, it's something to warn people about because, you know, if you're not already someone who loves Shaheen or who's invested in Shaheen, you know, if you come across this film cold, you'll think, you know, what are those idiots talking about? This is terrible, right? Because uh... <laughs> why, why am I watching a, yeah, why am I, why am I watching this, this like grotty print recorded from an Arab TV channel sometime in the 1990s. With techno music in the background. <laughs> with, with techno music in the background. Uh, uh, but I, I, but then I, I think there are points where it transcends that because it, it, it you know, it, it, where you can sort of tell. I think the point. I think the point is knowing what Shaheen can do and know and knowing what these, what Saladin looks like and knowing what the land looked like on the big screen and so on. You see some of these sequences in in in, in this film on this crappy print. And you think, okay, I can that that would be great. I'm sure, I, I bet that's a great sequence. I bet that's a great shot. Also, it deepens yeah. my understanding and it raises different questions about Shaheen's work because, you know, after last week's Women Without Men and mm. the musical numbers in uh, The Desert's Devil, you think someone who can film musical numbers like this, why yeah. did he choose, you know, to do them? as poorly or as roughly or as awkwardly uh, as he did in, um, what's the film with these uh, singing the rain number? The, the one um, Dalida. Alexandria again, again and forever. Okay. Alexandria again and forever. But, and the one with Dalida as well. The sixth day. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. The sixth day. Um, yeah. So, so, you know, those are clearly choices that he's made, you know, to film them mm. in those particular ways. Or actually now it's possible to interpret them as choices, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Rather than just a lack of care or a lack of skill, you know, when I kept complaining, why don't he put choreography? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. we've now seen films where he does have it and he knows how to use yeah. it. You know, he knows how to put on a big lofty production number, right? So what is yeah. the significance yeah. of not doing it in the other films? You know, it raises very interesting questions. Um, I do think uh, what a loss uh, to Egyptian cinema uh, Omar Sharif leaving for Hollywood was mm. because, you know, I mean, let's face it. He didn't accomplish much in Hollywood. You know, Dr. Zhivago, uh, uh, um, uh, you know, small roles in uh, uh, what's the other David Lean film? Um, Lawrence of Arabia with Lawrence of Arabia you know uh, uh, playing Barbara Streisand's leading man you know uh, in Funny Girl which is really all about her aside mm. from that what else do you remember him from? Uh, bridge <laughs> uh, 
playing bridge. <laughs> playing bridge and being a celebrated Rue. I mean, that, yes, it, I, I think you're right. It's it's a, you know, his his uh, career was just being, yeah, his 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 job was just like being Omar Sharif, you yeah. know, a bit like a bit like Peter Ustinov. You know, he was one of those figures. You know, just everyone knew who he was, but you can't really say what he did. Yeah. Well, uh, and, and you, I mean, that's I mean, maybe a bit unfair to both, actually. Um, you know, uh, uh, because, you know, I grew up in Montreal and I knew who Omar Sharif was. And, you know, and kind of, uh, uh, and he definitely had a persona, like you said, a roué, a man of the world, very sexy, you know, bedroom voice and eyes and whatever. But the mm -hmm. thing is that, you know, he didn't accomplish much in international cinema. Whereas watching him in any of these Egyptian films, to me, has been a real joy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just looking at his IMDb, and it's just like... Tons of films he made for money that no one knows. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Yellow Rolls Royce, uh, yeah, Funny Girl, Mailing. Um, he played Che Guevara. Yes. <laughs> He, he played Captain Nero, uh, the Tamarind Scene. Yeah, those. I think the uh, Tamarind Seed might have been his last hit, actually. That was with Julie Andrews, I think. That was, but that was before Funny uh, Funny Lady. Um, funny Lady, he oh, had a tiny bit role in that. That was it was James Caan who was uh, opposite Barbara yeah. Streisand. So he just reappeared as Nicky Arnstein in a cameo. Okay, I bet this one's great. You, you, right, you're saying you're saying he didn't achieve anything. Okay. <laughs> oh, Heavenly Dog, 1980. Have you seen this one? No, I, I clearly a classic though. <laughs> uh, stars Chevy, Chevy, Chevy Chase and Jane Seymour. Plot: A murdered detective must avenge his murder after he is after he is reincarnated as a dog. <laughs> Omar Sharif plays Bart. It's also got Robert Morley, and who's probably a good another good example of someone who's a bit like Omar Sharif. No. <laughs> you know, he, Omar Sharif get okay. Omar Sharif gets billed beneath the dog in that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to cut all this out. You know, there's all these insults to Omar. <laughs> but I think it's I I think it's I, I think it's fair comment. Actually, the one that I remember being a bit of a a kind of um, like return to credibility, uh, and I, I don't think I've actually seen it, but um, Monsieur Ibrahim. Um, yes, he got he, great he, reviews uh, in that. That was like yeah. a French film, wasn't it? Yeah, a Turkish shop owner befriends a Jewish boy in his mid-teens, and teens, and I guess I guess it's set during World War Two. Yes. I guess I've I never seen, I've seen it. it. No, uh, but I think that that and that's that that's like two thousand and three, and I and actually when you when you look. Down his filmography, uh, I mean, I, 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 you know, Mrs. Harris goes to Paris, stuff like that. I mean, it, it's it's not. There's nothing that stands out until I saw that one. I thought, oh yeah, I remember. I remember that being a big deal at the time. Still, and that, he was arguably, well, not arguably, you know, he was uh, the most famous person in Egypt internationally. Yeah, know? I mean, yeah, kind yeah. of. You know, when I was a kid, I didn't know who Nasser was, but I knew who Omar Sharif was. And, you know, I... exactly. <laughs> you know, until last year, we didn't know who, know who Yusuf Shaheen was, but we knew who, who Omar Sharif was, was, you know. Right. So, uh, so, you know, so, we can't yeah. knock him in a way. I mean, 
you know, he might. Uh, I do think it's a loss uh, to it. It's a. I think it, yeah, it's a loss to Egyptian cinema. But like in terms of his life and his career, he probably had a very comfortable and very financially successful life. Yeah. Um, although you know, clearly he was a, he was a lonely and doomed figure traveling the world playing playing bridge with with beautiful making love to beautiful women. Um, <laughs> yes. But yeah, there were worse lives to have. There were basically worse <laughs> lives to have than being a celebrated roué traveling around the world playing cards and making love to beautiful women or, or whoever you want to make love yes, to. I mean, it's, it's so you know, yeah. <laughs> it's those, I mean, and that's probably just a great chat up line. <laughs> look, <laughs> look, rescue me. Look, I just have lots of money <laughs> and make love to lots of women. <laughs> Pity me. <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> Rescue me from my hellhole of despair and existential angst. All money yeah. and women. But, Isn't but, it worth you, the but, life? <laughs> but when you think about it, if he'd stayed in Egypt, he would probably have ended up playing, just playing versions of Yusuf Shaheen in various Yusuf Shaheen films. Um, it's but, true. Um, yeah. But, you know, it, 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 it's interesting. I mean, he did make... I mean, I haven't seen any of them, but he made a load of other Egyptian films. I mean, he only did the three films with with Shaheen, but there were, I think, he made uh, about ten or twelve films in Egypt before his international success. So, um... uh, this is the seventh uh, uh, Shaheen film. Mm. Uh, uh, so, do we want to say a little word about all these early ones? So, uh, this is before Dark Waters and yeah. before Cairo Station. And Jamila the Algerian, All, Cairo Station and Jamila, I think are real landmark films. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so, but um, there is something to be said for this glossy, commercial, melodramatic, very skillful uh, uh, cinema that we've been seeing until now. I must say, I yeah. really like it. I've, I mean, I, I've enjoyed all of them in in different ways. They're all. Uh, I guess, yeah, different genres of commercial Egyptian cinema. You know, there's like the musical comedy we've seen, we've seen melodrama, we've seen this kind of sword and sandals epic. Um, we've seen romantic comedy. We've, we've, they're, they're all they're all different, but they're all they're all they're all interesting. They're, 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 when you having seen them in, in the context of having seen some of his later films, you can see what he's what he you know where some of his you can see some of his tricks coming in and some of his styles coming in some of his obsessions coming in uh so yeah they're all really interesting i i, I think it's uh, uh and again uh, as we've yeah you know, we always bemoan the fact that you know oh it's a shame these ones aren't on netflix i think that it, it is a shame that the only two like really early the only two pre station films on netflix are, are, are blazing sky and um Dark Waters, because I, I think that because they're both quite, they're actually both quite similar. Yes. Um, and the, it doesn't show this kind of wider stylistic thing. I mean, it would it would be it would be great if, if one of the musicals was on Netflix. That's that's all I'm saying. Yes. Um, particularly this one. I think this one would be great just to see a restored version. Of I would have really loved to have seen a. Uh, well, the thing is, I now want to see wonderful copies of all of them actually, because I thought mm. Women Without Men, I thought was terrific. Really. Yeah. Uh, you know, and and really interesting in so many ways. Uh, <clears throat> this is really, I think, is more fluff. You know, it it really is like a kind of a paste up of Zorro and Robin Hood, but it, it just looks so great and moves it so is. great. And 
you know, the stars yeah, are so th- charismatic and appealing. To yeah, us. and I, I think I, I think the thing is, if you were choosing like two Shaheen and Sharif films to go on Netflix for an international audience, this one to me would seem to be a better one to to put on Netflix than one of the I don't know which one of the others, but possibly this one rather than Dark Water. Yeah, I would have, be- I would just have because- chosen uh, a Blazing Sun over Dark Water. Yeah, so Blazing Sun and this one because because this one is it's 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 just huge fun yeah. and and you know it's it's kind of you say to someone do you want to see do you want do you want to see um, an Egyptian melodrama it's an early Omar Sharif film and it, and it's all about union problems on a among dock workers mm-hmm. well, yeah. no not really do you, okay do you want to do you want to see the film where Omar Sharif plays an Egyptian version of Zorro. And he ends up in a loincloth for like twenty minutes, and there's, and, there's, and there's musical numbers about gypsies. Yes, I would like to see. Yeah, because you say something. Look, this is the this is a 1950s Egyptian version of Adventures of Robin Hood. Yes, with Omar Sharif as, as Robin Hood. People are getting, yeah, that's that's interesting. The, I, so something I should it. say. He's Tyrone Power and Errol Flynn together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> interesting aside is that. In many versions, clearly the Robin Hood legend is kind of the counterpoint to what's going on in the Crusades, mm. because it, you know the, what's going on in what's supposed to be going on in England in the Robin Hood legend is that evil King John has is, is running the country while his brother Richard the Lionheart is off fighting the Crusades. So this that's happening simultaneously with Saladin. The other thing is in some versions, like so, like the Kevin Costner version, um, and I, I think in the it's like an eighties TV series, um, Robin Hood is a is a soldier coming back from the Crusades, and so in the in the Costner version, he has a a a, 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 a more yes. so Morgan Freeman, I think, yes. who and that that's in the eighties TV series as well, where there's a character he's brought back with him from the Holy Land. Um, so it's kind of yeah, as I say, it's, it's interesting that that legend is being used here when that legend is kind of has that tangential relationship to what's going on in Saladin. So uh, hmm. okay, great. Any last thing to add? Um, I don't think so. I'd re- I I thought this was a great film. I probably wouldn't necessarily recommend people watch this print of it because it's just not great. Um, well, it's the only one we but, have. But then so again, we're linking. But it's all we have. I mean, it, yeah, clearly there's a restored version out there somewhere. Um, I, you know, I, I, I hope that we'll see more of these films uh, becoming available in better copies. And, you know, I, I certainly would be first in queue to go and go and buy them on, uh, from wherever you could buy them from. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much for listening. We are the Yusuf Shaheen podcast. I'm Jose. I'm Richard. Bye bye. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> Hat